Hello, everyone, and welcome to Big League Talk. It's an honor to be here with you today. My name is Arish Jamal, and I'm here with my fellow partner, Ben Forshaw. Ben, how are you doing today, bud? I am fine, Arish. You know what, man? Uh, we've missed so much, and like the Super Bowl, and you know, just the NBA trade deadline. We've got lots to talk about, lots so let's, lots. let's so go let's ahead and it. dive in right, right there. So, Super Bowl, my friend. What 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 can I say? I mean, thirty-eight, thirty-three. Or, oh, I'm sorry, forty-one, thirty-three. Forty-one, thirty-three. Philadelphia Eagles. Um, as a Dallas Cowboys fan, oh Lord, you gotta be <laughs> kidding me! Uh, seeing a Philly fans winning a Super Bowl makes me almost want to choke myself. <laughs> but it was a very good game. Maybe want to choke too. They no. just, I have to say, they very well deserve this one. I mean, they were facing the underdog title for like the last three games in their playoffs, and just after Carson Wentz's injury, and this team showed resiliency. I have to say, and Doug Peterson. Very good job of regrouping, making game plan just around from Nick Foles. Great play calling in I that mean, Super Bowl. I feel like the play that really decided the game, and I'm pretty sure a bunch of people will agree with me, is mm. the play. Nick Foles? Nick Foles touchdown, and he was able to make the catch, and Tom Brady did the <laughs> same play and unable to make that catch. And it was so brilliant because you didn't see it. You know, you didn't even see it coming. It was such an unpredictable play call. You see him maybe. Uh, maybe they didn't see it because of the illegal formation. Yeah, the there play. was actually an eagle, illegal formation. Yes, I have was. to say that. Um, no sour grapes here, though. Yeah, we're fine. I mean, you that guys, was you, you guys got your fair share of calls too. <laughs> like in that the was past times. That was without a doubt. I'll give the Eagles credit where it's due, but a lot of the blame is on Bill Belichick and the coaching staff. Especially Matt Patricia. That's true. Matt, Matt Patricia, Patricia all year has been daring teams to ben take. no break. That's always his mantra. Yeah, it's not a good one. He's been daring teams all year. We'll give you five to ten yards as long as you don't score big touchdowns, and we dare you to sustain drives against us. And guess what? The Eagles were the first smart team to play us all year, and they said, okay, we'll go down the field. We'll Because the thing with that idea is if they do it, then you're also taking Tom Brady out of the game because their time of possession was crazy. They it just felt like the whole game, even when New England got up, it felt like they were still down. So just because the defense was pitiful and the game plan they used was the exact same one that got exposed against the Chiefs, with Jordan Richards playing a gigantic role as nickel corner and linebacker. Anytime Jordan Richards is on the field, it's a bad, bad time. And Malcolm <laughs> Butler obviously not playing. That we're was, never gonna know exactly why oh that happened. Oh my god! It just we're it, it never was gonna disappointing. Know. You know, he was the Super Bowl hero. He gave you the Super Bowl victory a couple of years I ago. I get it if it's disciplinary in the first half, but that second half, you're gonna tell me they didn't need him out there. No, no, they you absolutely got, at, needed at him. At some point, you gotta just say, "All right, we we're in a Super Bowl here. We can deal with this after the fact." We need to win this yeah, game. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Eric Rowe was the better option than Malcolm Butler. Malcolm no. Butler obviously has both of them are talented cornerbacks. I have to say, but Malcolm Butler has like that type of seasoning that makes him the better type of player. He knows how to play in the scenario. I mean, Eric Rowe played last year, but I mean, Malcolm Butler has two. And Super an even Bowl bigger oversight was not matching. Stephon Gilmore on Alshon Jeffrey oh in the first God. quarter. Yeah, that was kind in the of first. A, yeah, that was kind what of were they waiting for? Yeah. That was the obvious matchup. And, and, and Alshon Jeffrey won those jump ball plays. With Eric Rowe. And, yeah. and as soon as Stephon Gilmore got in there, There's nothing interception. happened. Interception happened. Interception. interception. And no more targets. He had more targets, yeah. but no more big plays. Let me tell you, if Stephon Gilmore is on that Alshon Jeffrey jump ball in the end zone, it's, it's either incomplete or not even thrown. Because I'd throw that ball over Eric Rowe oh, yeah, every absolutely. single day. <laughs> absolutely. You don't There's throw just, that ball if it's that fun. There were so many times when the Patriots just, they didn't deserve to win. They gave up, Gaskowski missed an extra point in a Gaskowski field goal. Gaskowski missed a field goal too, right? Yep, yeah. extra point in a field goal. I mean, uh, they obviously had an amazing offensive game. There's no blame there. I mean, I Oh, the offense was fine. I can't, but the... There was some chances you guys could have like gotten in and punched it in, but you guys had to for uh, settle for field goals. I have to say that. Like, whenever the first drive you all had the ball, uh, but when you put up thirty three points by default, it's not the offense. That fault. should that should be that a should win. be enough. Thirty five, even thirty five points should yeah. get you the win. Unfortunately, you can't that give never up works 40. for the Cowboys against the Packers. <laughs> but let's move on you from that. Can't give up forty in a Super Bowl. 
And the penalties weren't really a big deal. I mean, you all had six for 35, and Eagles had one for 30, and one for five. Um, that's not really, you know, it's not a heavily penalized game. No. Seven is not that much. And I don't even think I even heard the ref calling any penalties, man. Like, they were just No, they didn't false stick starts. out at all. They were just false starts in general. Yeah. And uh, then... Can you give me the time of possession set? I want to know. Yeah, I have it right here. Uh, Eagles have the ball for 34 minutes and four seconds. Uh, and New England has it for 25 minutes and 56 seconds. So that's, that's the difference of the game right there. You win time of possession with your ball control offense, and then you lose it when you let the other team do the same exact thing. To exactly. You. That's what the Cowboys need to you know under put in exactly. their game plan. You know, scoring these touchdowns. Like whenever I saw Zach Ertz get that touchdown, I was like, "What are they doing? They are giving the ball back to Tom Brady. Why would you want to give it to the greatest quarterback in NFL history? Like, why do you want to give him a chance to?" Come back and just spoil the crowd and all that, like, and make you know the Philly crowd a crowd. And I said cry. in the third quarter, first defense to make a play will win the game. And, and whose defense was the first to was, make a play? It was uh, who is it? Philadelphia, Bradham, Brandon right? Graham. It was, it, who Brandon was, Graham. Brandon Graham. That's who it was. Brandon Graham. And He's th- underrated. That's underrated. I love him. That's just how the game went. Maybe I mean, if Brady Cooks was healthy, it would have been Brady different. Brady threw some shade. He's like, that was the only good play they made. <laughs> I don't think he meant to. I just think he meant like. Out of and he was was he wrong? No, I no, mean they really. shredded that Eagles defense. Oh yeah, and 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 I will have to give credit to uh, Jim Schwartz. He anytime he blitzed, he was getting shredded. Brady was like launching some fifty found can and fifty yard cannons to like Danny Amendola, but then he let his four man rush do his job. I mean they couldn't bring it home with the sacks. Yeah, they did get pressure. They, they got, got a lot. They, they got, got lot more pressure than there. It looks like. And but that's I have the to thing. Give credit to the what do you call it? New England offensive line too, because I thought that um, what do you call it? They would get demolished against that front. Yeah, that they did front a good is job. very dominant. And there's I no even blame. Look at their pro football focus scores, and they were like average, above average. There's no blame you can put on the offense or this game. No, they overachieved. Yeah. This kind of, I mean, the Eagles are amazing at defense. I'm just. It's just. It's just a shock because if I told you before the game that it would come down to who can make an adjustment first, Bill Belichick or Jim Schwartz. Doug Peterson. But yeah. Well, Jim Schwartz made yeah, the real adjustments. Yeah. Doug Peterson's offense worked the same it yeah, did in the first ha- as the fourth. To, yeah. No. You would say Bill Belichick and the Patriots would win. They're supposed to be the king of halftime adjustments. They They're are. getting shredded in the first half, and they say, nope, leave Jordan Richards out there. That's arrogance. That was kind of ridiculous. It was total arrogance. They thought for sure, well, we're going to come back and show them that we can win with this game plan that got shredded against the Chiefs. And guess what? They couldn't. Are you talking about the Chiefs game that was when? The first game of the season? Oh, okay. When we got, they got absolutely demolished. Mm -hmm. By Kareem Hunt. Yeah, it was the same exact game plan, Arish. I promise you. They had Chung. They wanted to get big to stop the run. That's the whole idea. And it makes sense, but you don't have the personnel. Jordan Richards is not a defensive player in the NFL. He's a really good special teamer, but he's not a player who's going to take up lots of minutes on your defense. And they said, nope. It's, we're going to do the same thing. It'll work. It was just arrogance, and it was disgusting. And it was arrogance in the second half not putting Malcolm Butler in. That, that, that I will say, um, Malcolm Butler did not deserve this. I mean, he played 97% of their 97. snaps. 97.9%. Yeah, what, uh, same thing. Like, I mean, similar. Point nine or each. Sure. But From 98% to zero. A very strong majority of their snaps. And then they come out trying to say, oh, it was game plan based. I don't understand. I mean, is it like his height or something that he couldn't adjust? Because you could have always put him on like it was disciplinary or something. Or something. And then he there's no way the you report. go from 98 to zero. Of course, no. Malcolm Butler's gonna say, "Yeah, I was smoking pot in the locker yeah, room and yelling yeah. at coach." Mm-hmm. We'll never know what truly happened because neither side wants to tell the truth. It's, Although it's I'm more a ba- likely it's just a bad ending than I'm what a good a good, good story start, a good stint he had in his career. I'm more likely England. to believe Butler though with how the Patriots run things. And that's not on the Patriots or Butler. I'm just saying I'd more likely to believe it's not game plan. Yeah, it's not game plan. It's not game plan. You don't go from – you don't take the 98% starter to zero for game plan. Even in the Chiefs game, they didn't do that. And it was the same game plan on defense. I I, uh, have to say – the f- city of Philadelphia has like endured a lot of uh, heartbreak. I have to say that you know, and they should for how they acted yeah. after that Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, they kind of terrible. Went, they went obnoxious, man. Yeah, 
I mean, they kind of deserved it, but I think they went like a little. They over didn't. The des- they, they went oh, over the line. Disgusting. Oh my goodness! It's like terrible. Going over traffic I don't underst- light signals. I don't understand how people bring poles down and traffic lights down. Like what? what Knowing like, how those fans act. Do that, how do you root for the Eagles? And you know what, man? They're in my division, so you know how <laughs> to deal. How every time, every game I play against them, or I don't play again, but my team does. But let's get moving on. Now we face a hard, long. Uh, off season for New England, obviously, you know. Got McDaniel's back. McDaniel, that was a very that was strange saga. <laughs> it, oh my goodness, like the way uh, who's the Chris Ballard, the GM for the Colts? Yeah, I mean the rivalry's back on. I, he has <laughs> no, uh, he has no. Uh, what do you call it? He has every right to say that. Oh, uh, go win a game first. But it's I will say, six I, years since they won a game against New England. Yeah, Did you know true. that? Six that's years. True. Six the rivalry's really? back really? on. Is it six, really years. six years. Ever since Peyton left, they have not beaten New England. Andrew Luck hasn't beaten Peyton. Never. My goodness. The rivalry's back on. The rivalry's back on. Okay, but like legit, like I feel like they got the better coach. Frank Wright, it, to me, was the better option. To yeah, me. I didn't. You look he at McDaniel's past. Nobody even saw him coming. <coughs> you I look at McDaniel's past in Denver. It was horrible. Denver. McDaniel's doesn't seem like a head coach. Yeah, to me. he seems like a guy that he can, seems he like can a coordinator take it from an internal position. Like he can rise up. I see him going as the next coach for the New England Patriots. I like Brian Flores a lot. Linebackers, oh, your linebackers coach for New coach England. He'll probably be the next defensive. I think coordinator. he should. I first of all, his name sounds cool. <laughs> he's bald. Yeah, he's bald. He's jacked. Like, he's scary wear, guy. He's gonna wear a hat and he's gonna wear his little <laughs> Bose headset over and then probably go grow a beard. Just what like I like a, about Flores is. When you come from the background as a linebackers coach, you're by nature aggressive, oh, and that's absolutely. what New linebackers England needs. Linebackers coaches, like our linebackers coach, is not a defensive coordinator for the uh, Colts, and I will say they got to steal my. You guy. need aggression from New England. You can't sit back and play cover two and watch them dink no. and dunk you to death. No, no, no. no. And I and think the Patriots off season will show that. I think they are actually fine though, because you know, um, what do you call it? They will have what. They'll get Dante Hightower, Hightower back. will be back. Uh, who else is going to be back? I'm surprised New England got that far with how many injuries they sustained. Edelman, Hightower, oh, Edelman. Malcolm Mitchell. Um, there's more. To, Martellus say, Bennett went out one week also, after they signed not him. Not to say also they uh, lost Brendan Cooks halfway through the game, yep. too. So. That we was can, big. The same can be said for the Philadelphia Eagles as well. Marcus Cannon was out, the top offensive lineman on the team. Um there's just a lot of injuries. And, it happens. And I'm for not the Eagles and their counterpart, they lost, obviously, Carson Wentz, then Jordan Hicks, who was a Peters, very underrated. Jason Peters, they Jason lost Jason Peters, him. obviously. I mean. Jordan Hicks is a great player. He's really good. I you like know him where he lot. came from, right? Because you know what my school produces. Great players and Texas Longhorns, baby. That's what I'm saying. Even though I hate him against Dallas whenever he's, like, picking off interceptions, making plays for that Philly defense, he is a great player. We'll say that. And now... This is my moment. Dallas Cowboys fans, oh my goodness. You know what, man? I have to say something. Jason Garrett, you need to watch the tape. You need to see what the Philadelphia Eagles did, and you need to replicate that next year. Oh my goodness. Do I care if we have injuries? No. Because you know why? Because good teams win through injuries. New England, Philadelphia, look what these teams did. They even adjusted the game plan around their own players. I mean... What a novel idea. First of of all, first of all, Carson Wentz was a top three quarterback this year. Correct. You you go down from, like, a horrible downgrade. Like, there's a good backup situation, but still going down to Nick Foles, that's, like, kind of awful when you first think about it. After, before even considering what he did. Okay. Doug Peterson did not panic. Three, two, he had, what, two or three bad games? You know what, guys? It's just the team. It's just the team. We're going to settle this. We're going to do great. They end up winning the Super Bowl against two top-notch teams in the uh, in the Vikings and the Patriots. And Jason Garrett, I have a mantra for you. Next year, it's a Super Bowl ring, or you can leave, pack your bags, get out of Dallas, start with an assistant job again, and learn what it means to be a head, uh, like, uh, assistant coach and go through the coaching tree again. Okay? He's a lot like McDaniels, I think. 
He just doesn't seem like a head coach. Uh, whenever anything is bleeding in Dallas, he cannot stop the bleeding. He just doesn't. He, d- I don't he just see stays back. I don't he think lets he Jerry de- talk. Right? I don't him. think he demands respect from his players. No, he does not. No, he does. I would never want to play Clapper. for Jason Garrett. I oh, wouldn't. absolutely. He's no. great. Class. See, He's great. people want to play for Jason Garrett so they can do whatever they want. Yeah, I mean. That's not the coach you need as an executive. druggies 24-7. <laughs> exactly. It's almost like the disciplinary actions of the coach correlate with how the team acts. Oh, <laughs> who would have thought of Reese? And we picked up guys who nobody even knows about, nobody even wants in this league. I don't care if you want DeMontre more. <laughs> I don't care if he has a two-game suspension. You think he's even that good? No. It's because the Dallas Cowboys like to pay their stars, and then they're starved in a calorie si- salary situation <laughs> where they don't know or they don't want to pay. And now Dallas Cowboys have a tough like you know, off-season ahead of them, as usual. They got to find a way to either keep Des Bryant, restructure his contract, or just release him. I am a pleader for saying that we don't want to. I don't want to release him. Think he's still a top-notch wide receiver, and his connection with De- uh, Dak is going to get better. I mean, all these people around here are saying that Dak has been a quarterback in this league for ten years. No, he's not. No, he's not. Dak has been a quarterback for how many years now, Ben? Tell me. How many years has he been in this league? Two. He's done with two, and he's entering his third, okay? I mean, first of all, Tony Romo was the better quarterback than Dak Prescott if both were healthy, okay? Tony Romo's better than Dak Prescott. Wow, how quick the Cowboys fans turn. I am not. I was always team. I was always team. I was always team Tony. But anyways, Tony was more talented. I was always team all right, Tony. All right. I always vouched for him to be uh, back in the Cowboys uh, quarterback, uh, to be their quarterback after that 10-7 to loss against New York, okay? Everybody I know should know that. Uh, knows that, basically. But look, Tony was the better quarterback than Dak Prescott. So Tony was a veteran, right? Tony was a veteran. What, he's been in the league for five years when Des Bryant comes in? Tony longer than that. Knew, well, no, he well, Des Bryant came 2010, and 2010. Oh was yeah, like, you're right. It was like his fourth yeah. full year as a star. He was been in the seven years. What seven years? Because he s- didn't start for three years. But anyways, Tony was experienced. He knew what to do. He knew how to take risks. He knew what the football field looked like to him. Dak has only been in the league for two years, and he came into the position to take over an injured quarterback. The guy's a rookie, a three-star recruit from high school. Guy who just ran a read option offense in Mississippi State doesn't know what I mean. He's a good short pass player, good accuracy, but he does not take calculated risk down the field. Like that's good. That's what you want from your quarterback. No, you don't have like the playmakers to do that. But, 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 yeah. That's on the front office, not on Dak Prescott. I, I, I know. And when he's good again next year, you'll be back on the trainer. Just listen. And I understand here. it. We're fans. Hear it's, me out. Yeah, okay. I know. But hear me out. Okay, I will say first of all, that's not even Dez's fault. Okay, people who are blaming Dez. Dak has a Dak is part of the problem. I think his inability to throw deep, which is Dez's game, fifty-fifty ball. Dak can throw tight windows in the short field, but he cannot do it down the field in those deep passes. Now, fifty-fifty ball guys are going out of style. They range. actually are just like the mid-range player from the NBA. It's very similar. It's true. I agree with that. But look, I mean, I'm still saying that Des Bryant can be a top ten receiver. Des is still, still on the team. You can't do anything about that. He, he, well, I, you can, but they're not I, going I, to. They should not. He'll be and a cowboy next year. I'm like ninety percent sure. I I don't know. I mean, based on what Stephen Jones is saying, it's kind of scaring me on his how his looks are because he's like saying, "No, I don't want to take a pay cut. I ain't going to do that." And then Stephen Jones is like, "He's a distraction for us." I mean. He's a verbal leader, emotional leader who can be a little distracted for us. But that's the one thing: the Cowboys front office will not be pushed around like look, their coaching look, staff look, is. Look, look, look. Now next year, if he's bad, if Des Bryant's bad, I'm a full voucher for him to get released. But if you got to give him one year, just got to give him one year, see how it goes. If it doesn't go great, cut him. I don't mind. <laughs> and but look, they got to have a replacement in hand for him too. It's Ooh. not like it's not Ooh. like you're gonna okay. <laughs> if Des Bryant goes down. Okay, if he gets cut. Cole Beasley's going to be your ex receiver? Uh, no, no, not even Cole Beasley. You know who our other receiver on the other side is? Bryce Terrence, Terrence Williams. He's still alive? He's still alive. <laughs> He's still playing NFL <laughs> He's football? He's still alive, my friend. <laughs> Terrence Williams from Baylor. Baylor gang, my friend. Okay, no. You got to get, like, Calvin Ridley if he's there. Okay, Calvin Ridley, James Washington. Got to draft some kind of pass catcher. Can't just keep going around with these subpar options. Calvin Ridley will be a monster in the league. He's, he's going uh, to be. If Amari Cooper Wayne, could next catch. Next Reggie Wayne, my friend. Yeah. That's a really good comparison yeah. I've seen. I like that. He's Reggie a deep Wayne. ball threat. He's very good. 
But the routes are so crispy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. His he runs great routes. He kind of reminds me of Antonio Brown in terms of how crisp his yeah. routes are. But, but he, what is he, 6'1"? Six six yeah, foot? he's not even that. He's uh, got good he, size. He's got he's Good got size length. for yeah. a route runner. Yeah. And what do you need? I mean, do I care if you're, like, three inches shorter? No. If you get open, you're going to get much. the ball. Yeah. yeah. Like the route Especially running, in today's NFL. Route running means you can get open and get your catches. Route running is the most underrated aspect for receivers. Absolutely. And now people are starting to realize. Now they are. Yeah, like Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, Odell Beckham. Those are the best players at their position. Yeah. And, and Des, Bryant, them have Des, Des Bryant doesn't have that. Not a great route Not runner. a great route And, look. Some people have some deficiencies in their game. We yeah, understand that. Yeah, but the Cowboys coaching staff's not built to build exactly. around those. You gotta they can't them. work around those. They're not a good enough staff. I will say again, Chris Richard, future defensive coordinator next year for the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I am really thrilled to have him. I think he's going to make our secondary very well. I've seen coaching highlights. He's a very passionate and aggressive leader. He knows how to get his team going. And he's inherited such a, you know, he's in a downgrade situation. Yeah. But he was like with Errol Thomas, uh, Richard Sherman, Cam Chancellor, talented men. He can take, you know, some skills from that and help us, you know, hopefully make it to the Super Bowl next year, break some streaks. But anyways, NBA, NBA trade deadline, my yep. friend. That was kind of, first of all, Woj de- demolished Shumps in the yep, trade deadline. Off. Series is at 1-1. One 1-1. and one. One, one. Shumps won the, uh, what do you call it, free agency, free agency, and Woj won the deadline. We've got a good you know, series ahead good of series. us, my friend. <laughs> the only series that matters <laughs> in the NBA. <laughs> but anyways, um, can I first talk about the Cavs changing their culture? I would love to hear you talk about Oh, the my Cavs. goodness. First think of all, it's a culture change? Or I do think it's a culture change. I just explained this to Ben a few minutes ago. Did you? The 2016 Cavaliers team was bonded very well together. They wanted to end their streak together. They weren't as arrogant as they were last year, but they played for one another. They even there was like one picture I saw where Tristan Thompson was on the on the hardwood floor. He fell down after a foul. The entire team is picking him up. All four players on the court uh, left are picking him up. I mean that just shows how close this team was and last year obviously we all know what happened they started getting arrogant started taking di- disastrous shots low percentage <laughs> shots Kyrie Irving didn't know how to run an offense efficiently in the crunch time like he usually does and their defense was god awful yep now their defense is still god awful <laughs> it still is there their offense is but nice. I I think they got a burst of youth and, and a burst it's of lots energy. of players I like Clarkson, Clarkson, I, I really like Rodney and a Hood. Half million. He's still good. I He's like Clarkson. Good. I like Hood. Hood is very underrated. He's good defensively. Is he good defensively? He's like average defensively. He's just average than what? He's not going to make Tom. them worse. He's oh. not going to make them worse than no. they already. They already hit rock bottom. I think. I don't think you can. You know. See, go the issue with that. the Cavs was what happens. Oldest is, roster in the NBA. It's before. that, but it's not even the straight age. When you bring all these guys that are established in the league, twenty eight, twenty nine. They no longer see LeBron as some god figure like oh, the young no, no, guys no, no, do. No, no, What it is is, hey, They want to be their own player. Yeah, and LeBron, LeBron, you're my peer. Yeah, you're my teammate. And it teammate. speaks somewhat to the me. deficiencies of leadership in LeBron. That he, so they trade all these old guys that LeBron can't lead because they're old. Yeah, he can't lead them. He can't lead them. And it's not his fault either. Not I mean, totally. Some... Kevin Garnett could get in the locker room and lead Oh, them. yeah. Okay, because Kevin Garnett was a real leader. That's what NBA. I'm saying. Yeah. LeBron's not a bad leader. He's not. He's not going to. He's not a top-notch leader. Like, when, when they when his Hall of Fame speech and people are talking about his Hall of Fame career, not going to be, oh, and what a great leader he was. No, no, no. No, no they're going to talk about how great he was on the as court. As a player. So the what they do is they bring in. Of the court. The ages were, what, 25, 25, 31, and 25. George Hill has never been an alpha dog. He'll be fine. And then you have a bunch he's of young guys. George Young is uh, George Hill is very. Uh, no, I know, but he's not. He's, he's not. He's more athletic than what Isaiah Thomas is. I don't definitely. know about athletic. He just has the I, size I, to compete. What on I defense. meant is like he's uh, first of all he didn't go through a torn labrum. Oh, currently he's more yeah. athletic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, okay. Well, that was just a dumb move by the Cavs front office. You I could see the writing on the wall with Isaiah Thomas. I thought it was obvious he was damaged goods, and then they found out and they tried to get more. Right. And I think they still got a pretty good return for a guy who's just pretty tearing up that locker room, in my opinion. Yeah. I know you don't agree that Isaiah was part of the problem, but I felt he The whole locker room was part of the problem. And, and it I was think just the whole locker room poorly wasn't fitting with each other. And I think now what they do is they get Larry Nance good insurance for K-Love. 
and he's obviously playing, you know, the same team that his father was used to playing for, and uh, he gives him another source of athleticism. Like, you don't hear around the league, oh my god, did you hear about Tristan Thompson, how many how many plays he's been making, man? Do you hear that around the league? No, you just hear that he's part of the Kardashian curse, right? <laughs> That's the only thing you hear about, okay? That's what I'm saying. That Larry Nance gives him, a Larry Nance Jr., fine. Junior. Junior. He gives them a new source of athleticism, and Jordan Clarkson is a young scorer off the bench who doesn't, you know, have that much pressure in his hands. Rodney Hood is a great Rodney scorer. Hood is very underrated. I really like him. Very good. Three-point shooter. And they, look, the it's saying always goes that young players produce in this league, and they, they, they can make shots when you need them to. They might not always make it in the crunch time, but they can do it in the time that your team is down it's by It's not five. even as much about, yes, the scoring's nice, but it's not even as much about that. It's just like, None of those guys are going to challenge LeBron or Caleb like Crowder. No, no, no. Even Isaiah even Ro- even George Hill said that uh, they need know, to be the Robins to yeah. be Batman. Yeah, and uh, um, yeah, and so I literally think that it's ju- just a thing where they're going to sit back, do their job when they're asked to. Exactly. And they're going to let LeBron facilitate the business. They're going. They know he's a no nonsense guy. Yeah, he's gonna and did go you see in and go in that day. game against the Celtics? LeBron when he's on the court. Was responsible for like forty-eight of the sixty-four points. Yeah, that's how that he's a that's passer. How, that's, that's how Cavs are. Is. That's how they're he's gonna win. They gotta run it through LeBron. And not guess what? Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas, Thomas no. and Jay Crowder did not want to run the game through LeBron. They saw him as peers. Like I'm saying, yeah, they, I, agree. He, I completely like agree LeBron's just another guy, and that's not how. Yeah, obviously, that's not how LeBron not teams second win. Second greatest player in the NBA. Why do you think Ty lose there? Because LeBron doesn't want to be coached by anyone. So they bring in some guy who's just gonna sit there and clap his hands. He's basically Jason Garrett. That that's yeah, I cannot argue. That. <laughs> There's so many memes about Tyron Lue. Just fire me already. <laughs> like, do you remember one of the first games where Ty Lue got there and he yelled at LeBron? Yeah. And then it was like, oh my god, someone's gonna coach LeBron. <laughs> this guy's a tough guy. I haven't seen Ty Lue say anything to LeBron in ages. This man just sits <laughs> on the bench. And even he has the video of uh, what do you call it? There's a a GIF. Where uh, they're in a timeout and a gif, fine gif, same thing. Tyron Lue is trying to draw up a play and uh, Iman Shumper already walks away. (laughs) He looks up and he's like, "Uh, hey, bro, what are you doing, man? Why are you leaving my thing? You want to show me some respect? No, (laughs) Ty Lue. You got th- the only thing Ty Lue's going to be remembered for in 20 years is being stepped over by AI. Dude, you're the guy that got crossed over by Allen Iverson. And then I'm stepped pr- over. Yeah. The most iconic moment, one of the most, not the most, yeah. one of the most iconic moments in your sport, you were on the losing end of. You got stepped over by Allen Iverson. In, How, the, in a finals game. In a finals game. No one's respecting you. Get off. Get out. Get out. Find a just let LeBron be the coach. Can we stop with this? Yeah, I like, mean, make him I a player coach. A, I could see him as a owner future. Just soon. like Bill Russell was a player's coach in the sixties. Just do it with LeBron. Who cares? Make him GM. We all know what's going on. Oh, there. He, yeah. I mean, look, this is why David as Griffin. Of late, David Griffin was the better general manager. Kobe Altman, the second Kobe, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, not quite, not I do quite. think that they can compete better with the Cavs. I'm sorry, with the Celtics Warriors and, and the Warriors, Raptors. Celtics, Raptors, whatever, blah, blah, Rockets. Look, all these teams are good offensively, and I'm not saying that the Cavs got better defensively. But look. Well, the they're just better athletes now. They're getting run off the floor by teams like that because of their age and speed. Yeah, and now I don't think – 2016 they proved that you don't need a uh, – Big three You or don't something. need a no, – not like, not like a big three – but you don't necessarily need a best like the best top notch defense to take down such a great offensive team with the Warriors. No, you just have to be scrappy. You need to be scrappy. You gotta big be moments. tough. You gotta get show up in the big moments. Just hang around and then ball out when let the fourth LeBron comes. or let you know some. I don't know if let they your have. clutch players yeah, be clutch. Exactly. And look, uh, Kyrie. The reason they won that series, by the way, is because they you know fa- I mean, I think the refs let him play more. You know, less fouls, and LeBron. Obviously, he's the bigger guy than somebody like Kevin Durant. I mean, when you look at LeBron versus KD, I'm sorry, not KD, sorry, uh, Harrison Barnes, because they were both their small Harrison forward. Barnes had no shot. Yeah, and no shot, Every missed every open shot in the finals. But anyways, when you look at LeBron, he's big, he's strong. And you look at Harrison Barnes, he's just skinny as, like, thin. He's, like, skinny as a goat's leg. <laughs> so, look, 
Cavs doesn't have the length. Cavs like got KD their. Does. I think Cavs got their toughness identity back. I think George Hill's. Well, a they're good not a tough team. They're not. I mean, that's what, that's not, not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm they're saying. They're a better I, athletic team, but scrappy. Jordan Clarkson. That's what I'm saying. No one's like, oh, Jordan Clarkson here. Oh my God, We're he's tough like enough. Next KG or Rodney something. Hood's yeah. here. George Hill's a tough player. I I'll do give you think that. that they got their identity back of being a scrappy team and you know yeah. forcing turnovers because they did that a lot against the Celtics well, yesterday. They didn't cross force court passes, but same. They thing. weren't forced turnovers. There was one play where Redmond Rowe was standing at the three point line waiting for an entry pass, and yeah, I, saw that. I think it was Al Horford just threw the ball right out of bounds. Jason Tatum threw the ball right out of bounds. That the, the Celtics were off. We'll have to, I I still need to see the Cavs a couple they more times. They just need time. to use their basic techniques and defense the Celtics, and actually execute. The Celtics well. have been really bad lately. They They're going through that funk have. every team does, but I you got to see them a couple more times. Cavs. I don't I don't see it yet. But uh anyways, the obviously the playoffs are coming up soon. Indeed they and, are. And uh I have to say it's very exciting for me to hear about that. There's a lot of new teams going to be in the playoffs again, my friend. I mean there's just a level of, you know, excitement I have when March and April turns the clock. And right now when I look at the standings, I am seeing, you know, teams like Denver, teams like New Orleans, not really New Orleans, my bad. <laughs> but the series that I'm really excited for, hopefully, is, um, what do you call it? The Cavs and Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals and the Rockets and the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. First of all, Houston's close, so I might, you know, go to that game. <laughs> but anyways... <laughs> I, I I really do believe, and like from I'm saying this as like a you know somebody who watches the NBA. I really do think the Rockets have the firepower pun to beat the Warriors in a seven game series. I do too. I don't think they will, but they get closer. I than I think any they other could. Team. I actually they're think closer they're, than any other team. Oh, absolutely. League. I mean, the Thunder could also do it too because the Thunder no. forced a lot of turnovers and the. The only Warriors thing about the Thunder the is like you got to be scared of all three of those guys in the playoffs. You don't want to see Melo in the playoffs. You don't want to see Melo in the playoffs. You don't want to see Paul, Paul George. George and Russell, obviously. Yeah. And I, 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 they have the star power, but the Thunder just haven't clicked yet for me. I'm sure if they find it, they are clicking right now, though. A little bit, but I mean, still, it's not like oh my god, the Thunder are dominating. They're still like really um, an underwhelming team. Yeah. Uh, as their record states, they what right are they, now the fifth seed. I mean, they're what they're thirty-two and twenty-five right now. Yeah. They play the Cavs tomorrow, so we'll see if they're actually legit. Um, they're right now in their conference; they're fifth. Ahead, obviously, it's pretty tough at West, but they, you know they have San Antonio ahead of them, Minnesota, Houston. I mean, you're not going to take over those guys, but I think they're just going to try and fight for a uh, home court. You know, like in the first round. You know, they're not any more than that. But Paul George, this this OKC team has really surprised me. Because their defense is actually pretty impressive. I mean, they lost Andre Roberson. They're probably going to get Tony Allen. But if you saw that Warriors game, man, that Warriors game last week, Paul George absolutely dominated over Kevin Durant. Yeah, he did. And Russell Westbrook was running the floor, pushing the 100% charge, hitting the gas pedal 24-7, skirting on the road. And he absolutely was getting just... Whatever he wanted, unstoppable. Like he was pulling up these jumpers and all that. Blah blah blah. Well, Paul George can get in that zone. Paul George did get in that zone, and that's what they're going to need in order to win that series. But really, for Any the Rockets, series, really, all those guys need to go off. And for the for the Rockets, I just think they're the balance team. You know what I'm saying? Chris Paul is a very good defensive guard. No, I like the Rockets. Then James Harden. You know, I know James Harden gets a lot of criticism about defense. But when he needs to make a defensive play, he makes that defensive play. I don't care if it's a steal, block. I don't know if he makes the play. He just doesn't play terrible. No. Like, I have actually seen in crunch time before. I've seen him block Steph Curry shots before, man. Have you? Yes, I have. Actually, the last time the Rockets and Warriors played, uh, Harden hit the step back three. And then right out of that timeout, the Warriors went to Curry for open three immediately. And Harden got all ball, clean, clean block right there. Rejected. Steph Curry tried to flop as usual and try to get the free throws, but obviously the refs saw it was a clean play. And look, Clint Capella, ladies and gentlemen, very so underrated. So underrated. He is amazing. Literally double double machine. I don't care if you've said that Chris Paul or James Harden has made him, but James Harden knows how to get the ball to that big dog. And <laughs> I, 
look, he's very good as a big man. He's the type of big man you need in a type of small ball team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he does a lot. He's of athletic. He's like he tall. He does for the Rockets long. what Al Horford does for the Celtics. Abs- a lot I, of the yeah, same things, minus the playmaking, just because he doesn't have to. But he can, he makes he gets some assists. I'm he pretty I'm pretty happy for him. I hope he gets a good contract like from Clint the Rockets. Capella. I yeah. don't see him anywhere else. I hope he stays. Right. I can't see him. Maybe the yeah. Spurs, just because the Spurs yeah. get all those guys like yeah. that. I really wanted the Spurs to get Stanley Johnson and Willie Hernan Gomez, but obviously they didn't do that. But no, they needed ath- youth ath- athletic players. But never mind. You I know guess. who's been I like a lot. They tried trading Danny Green in a first rounder for Avery Bradley. Devontae Murray. A very. I like him a lot. Very good player. He's very. Uh, he's a future star. I like him from those late round draft picks. Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Yeah, he's a steal. Absolute steal. His jump shot is getting, you know, his offensive game is working, but defensively. Rebounds, assists. Re- yeah, rebounding, really, assisting, Really, he could never, ever find his jump shot and still be a great player because of how double he double, Still get a double-double. He could just him. be Rondo. He reminds me of Rondo. Skinny little guy. That's true. A taller Rondo. Taller Rondo. Taller, skinnier They're Rondo. They're both skinny little guys. They both played solid defense before, you know, Rondo's injury. Well, Rondo gave up on defense. Yeah, after his ACL. But, yeah. You know, but but he was a very talented defensive Oh, player. pre-ACL Rondo was oh. a monster. Attacking the rim, dunking. You saw those video highlights Ron- I showed Rondo's you. Rondo's pushing five. He's pushing 5'11", maybe six foot. Absolutely. And he was dunked. Man, I really wish Rondo didn't get hurt because yeah, he was such a fun and player And then his to watch. disastrous encounter in Dallas <laughs> and, you know, in <laughs> that, Sacramento. Uh, that eight second for walking the ball up the oh court. Oh, my God. That was game, so that? stupid. <laughs> and there's a reason why he will never be, you know, regarded in Dallas as a hero. He will be as a zero in my head. But I can't even believe why we made that trade. We'll always be a Celtics here. We didn't even need to make that trade in the first place. Jameer Nelson was doing fine for us in that year. I still remember we had the best offense in the league, and that was the Warriors championship year before the Rondo trade. Can you believe that? An offensive lineup of Jameer Nelson, who did not facilitate or dictate the offense as much as Monte Ellis did. And then you had Chandler Parsons. Then you had Dirk, and you had Tyson Chandler. That offense, I still remember. It was averaging 115 points or something, and it was allowing like a 105, okay? And then Mark Cuban likes to get his big guns out, and he likes to say, you know what? I want my star players because you know why? I haven't learned anything since the 2011 debacle (laughs) where I lost out on Dwight Howard and Carmelo Anthony and LeBron James. uh, Not LeBron James, but like those type of players. And I lost out on them. But I still didn't learn. I don't care about my team's performance. I want to score 150 points a game and allow only 100 points per game. That's what he wanted to think. But anyways, moving on. Now. Well, Rondo. Rondo, was Rondo still and Monte Ellis was always the worst combination of the Rondo was still considered a superstar at that point, though. He was? or Well, he was... Like kind of like the year after D Rose came back from his ACL, and people were like, "Someone just has to find a way to get that back out of him." You he was that? kind of regarded to me as a type of guy that like the Celtics just wanted to get rid of. They just like, "Hey, you know what? I don't care if what I want. I just want your first round pick." Well, they're lucky they play. did because they got rid of him before he turned real oh, bad. Oh yeah, they got, got solid value. How did we get on Rondo? I oh, Dewante Murray. He's mm. a lot like Devontae Murray. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Did yeah. you see Rondo got another triple-double? I did, I did. He's running an offense in New Orleans. I still don't know how you he... you got to remember true. some of these Rondo games from the Celtics era, though. He had a game, 20 rebounds, 20 assists, and... Oh, yeah, and I remember 11 that. 11 points or something. It's freaking ridiculous, man. I don't even understand, like... It's just he was just so fun to watch those first four years in the league. Oh, absolutely, and he was from Kentucky, so good, right? He was from Kentucky. Some, yeah. yeah. Thirty-two, ten, and fifteen. Man, if he found a jump shot, would have been great. Oh yeah, and yesterday, uh, why did Al- Ray Allen skip uh, Paul Pierce's uh, ceremony? Well, they got a thing. They don't like each other, but they like each other. It's it's because he went to the uh, went what to the heat. Yeah. Still, they're still butthurt about that. He only got one more ring than them. Well, it's there. not about the rings. It's about he didn't going talk to LeBron. anyone about it. Yeah, going to LeBron. It's a lot like the KD snake before the snake. That's true. And uh, you know who was really impressed about that win over the Boston Celtics yesterday? My man, Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen but, A. But e- either way, moving on now. Mock draft, my friend. You want to do a mock draft NBA top five picks? Whatever. I will tell you Pull the guys. Pull up a draft order. I, I will have uh, uh here. Uh, what do you call it? 
the type of prospects. And I'll get the draft order yeah. for our mock draft. Prospects, um, my friend, Projected. very good, very good prospects in my mind. Obviously, there's Luka Doncic, you know. He is is it Doncic or Doncic? Don, Don, something like it's that. It's weird. <laughs> I don't even we'll know figure what it I have out. to say. But either way. Uh, All right, top five right now is Magic, Hawks, Kings, Mavericks, and Suns. You serious right now? I have to go look at that. Give me a second. And Tankathon, I saw that the Dallas would have, um, what do you call it? Are you on Tankathon right now? I'm on NBADraft.com. Oh, okay. Okay, let me look. At Tankathon, they have right now the Kings at number one if the season ended. Then they have the Phoenix Suns at number two. Then they have the Mavs at three, the Hawks at four, the Grizzlies at five, and Magic at six, and uh, what do you call it? Uh, Cavs at seven because of the Brooklyn pick. So let's go based, uh, based off of that. That's okay? fine. So seven teams right there. We obviously see. You want to do a top seven? Yeah, top seven draft. Right. So number one, uh, obviously. Sacramento. Sacramento is number one. And who do you see them getting? Obviously here the prospects that we have here. DeAndre Ayton is there. Is it who I see or who I would pick? Who you would pick. If Okay. Both. You can do both. All right. Who I would pick? DeAndre Ayton's my favorite player in the draft. I think he's such a skilled offensive big man that, like, you can live whatever whatever he turns out on defense is fine with how – and his jump shot looks the best out of any of the That's bigs. true. I agree with that. Out of Bagley, Bamba, and him. He has the – Bag- Bamba's Bomba, getting better offensively. On, yeah. Yeah, Bamba's defense to is insane. Hey, he's so I love amazing. Bamba. I like I like and all you those. You know where he's come from. My best school, Texas Longhorns, baby. So but I would anyways. take Aiton. I think I think the Kings take um Bagley. 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 I was gonna say the same I thing. I think the Kings take Bagley. I I would personally pick Bagley first. I would like Aiton is the better prospect. Bagley's my second. Bagley's ceiling is higher than Aiton. Yeah. It's just whether you think he can like reach I, him. I, I, I I would pick Bagley. If I don't have the first pick, but I have to say, I mean, obviously, I agree with you. Aiton would go. I would pick Bagley. It just depends on the draft. It's order. hard. It's hard. Just on the order in general, yeah. because we don't have a set order yet. But um, obviously, I would see Bagley going to the Kings right. more than that. Now, number two, Phoenix. we have Phoenix. Phoenix, they're gonna pull a shocker here. Oh yeah. If Bagley goes number one, then I have to say that Aiton would go number two. If if that just this is purely on the uh, so so far in what we think's happening we're yeah. aligned. Do you think Bagley's going first? I think Bagley. I think going Bagley's first. going first. I think Aiton goes to the Suns. I goes Aiton. Uh, goes to the Suns. Then Dallas has number three, and I think Dallas. That's kind of a toughie. That is a toughie. I think because you have two of the best players off the board. Then I think you have to just go with Luca. You have to go with Luca. Yeah, you do. And uh, I think he fits well with our offense. Yeah, his shooting guard Wesley Matthews Luka. is kind of old. Uh, Dennis is the type of guy that doesn't really. It's just hard with Luca because his games aren't on TV. Yeah, that's true. You don't and know. I've watched the his tape. He's very good. He's got tape. some nice he's tape. Very good. But the competition is weird. It it's it's like watching Lavar Ball. I'm LiAngelo Ball trying to compete or what do you call it for an NBA top spot. But I actually believe in Luca. Very good player. He's honestly, he he could. I don't know. I the, the problem with international players again. You could just go either way. Like, Dragon Bender was, like, the last one, right? And he so. obviously hasn't, you know... He's getting better. He's a role player at best. But he's not... Obviously, they could have picked somebody better in no. that draft, like Jamal Murray or something. Jesus, dude. God. All right. But so anyways, but I will say that Luka is actually the most skilled and most efficient type of rookie that the Mavs want. Yeah. Think about it. Dennis Smith no, Jr. No, he's the most skilled rookie in the whole oh, draft. Easily. Trey Young might have gotten that role. I don't know. I, mm-hmm. Trey he's Young, a good passer. And I like Trey Young a lot. I don't believe in Trey Young, though. But anyways, Atlanta. I like his pro- – that hair, I can't believe in that hair. <laughs> and, like, when you just look at him, he doesn't look like a superstar to me. No, he doesn't. He just looks like a typical guy that's just he just looks shoot like threes. He looks like another George Hill to me or something. Yeah. I don't know why. But anyways, number four – we have the Hawks. Atlanta Hawks, and then I think they're gonna take Mo Bamba. That's that. That's we've got like the same mock draft. Mo, Mo Bamba and number five. Then it's Memphis. I think that's Trey Young. You think that's Memphis? I think. Memphis. I don't think. It's, I don't think. Where it's do you Memphis. think? I think it's Jaron Jackson. Really? From, from Michigan, Michigan State. State. Yeah. I, know. I 
I don't see anybody taking over uh, Mike Conley down there. You I, know. Don't, I think Mike Conley is old and injured. He's 31. That's his second big injury in a couple years. That's true. I think his I'd contract still has a lot left, so I think they're going to let him play through the, the contract. And I they're going to go through a long, slow rebuild. If I was Memphis, I'd probably move on. But I know Memphis not very. They're smart. not going to. They're not. They're really stupid they in terms of management. Like Sign Chandler Parsons to a max deal, my when friend. When do you think um, Porter goes? Uh, uh, Michael Porter. Yeah. Oh, okay, but number six is the Orlando Magic. That's where I see Trey Young going to. I think Trey Young going to the Magic. Obviously, he can shoot whatever he wants there. And he's got a good offensive, you know, role player. I don't think they need another big man. I don't know why they is drafted. Is the draft before or after free agency in the NBA? Oh, it's before free agency. That sucks. Because if I'm the Cavs, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, because you got to draft. If LeBron's gone, you take Porter. But I think if That's what happened last time whenever Miami, my, LeBron said, oh, I really want uh, Shabazz Napier. <laughs> and and he bailed and they They did actually pick Shabazz Napier, and he was actually – no, he's no. been really. He was a he's bust. A, he's, he's been, been really good with now. the Blazers. Yeah. He's a good role player with the Blazers now. But, anyways, I think that. to round out our top seven yeah. is probably. Um, do you want to just do top ten? I don't right. know. Let's just do top ten. Get it over with. Uh, number seven. Oh wait, we already did. Mem- oh wait, I forgot. Oh my bad. My bad. My bad. Number seven's Cleveland. Number seven's Cleveland. I think Porter. Porter goes. They just goes. take best available. Yeah, best available player. Number eight. Then you have the Chicago Bulls. I think that's where Jaron Jackson goes. You think that's where Jaron Jackson yeah. goes? I think that's where Kevin Knox goes. Okay. Because uh, they don't need Colin Sexton. They already have Zach Levine and Chris I like Stone. Colin Sexton a He's lot. He's a very good player. Like but it ba- this is like another Dennis Smith of the draft. He'll fall he would go to the, like a top he'll three. He'll fall and everyone will be like, oh, how did he fall so far? Look, and based like Ben Simmons and Brandon Ingram, that draft in 2016, if they're in the 2017 draft, there is no way they're going that high. They're going yeah. like top five at worst, but top ten in general. But you know, this th- these last two draft classes, 2018, 2017, they've been w- incredibly loaded. But now, now we have what? Who's the next one? So right after Cleveland, oh, we already picked Chicago. Now we have New York. Uh, New York mm, doesn't need a really f- a point guard. I don't no. think they need a point guard. They don't need I Colin Sexton. They might. They just need players. I think Wendell Carter. Goes Wendell to Carter. To me, I agree with that. Wendell Carter plays power forward and center. Uh, I don't know. Actually, Ennis Cantor is there. That might be Colin Sexton territory then. Who's that their point guard? I they dra- they traded for Moutier. Oh yeah, and they got uh that French guy Milutino. No, yeah. So I don't think that's possible. I think they could trade down. You know. They might. That might be a good spot to trade down. Or from. they could even get, you know, like a, somebody a like a Miles, st- Miles Bridges or There's a, a pretty Michael steep Bridges. drop after that. Miles and Michael Bridges. Yeah, and ten. now number 10 we have sh- the Charlotte Hornets who should go higher as the season goes on. They should have a higher draft pick by the end of the season. Um, let's they got see. Kemba. I don't know if they trust Kemba. In 2K they, they always guard. try to in 2K, they always tried to trade Kemba before the Man, draft. They didn't do that in real life. Kind of sucks for them. Anyways, you don't so like Kemba? No, 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 no. Like, like they, they, they should have traded him. It didn't make sense to keep him because he's gonna want a huge contract. They already paid some ridiculous max contract to Nick Batum. <laughs> then they have a horrible contract with who? Uh, who's that guy? Michael Gilchrist and Dwight Howard Don't and Dwight Howard. Oh, oh my God. God! Who is their front office? Uh, Michael Jordan, ladies and gentlemen, oh greatest owner in NBA God. sports history. But anyways, we already have number two guy, number one, number three. See, we got the top six off the board, uh, top seven in general. So you're left with picking for the Charlotte Hornets, Colin Sexton, Robert Williams. Eh, he's okay. If you trade Kemba, it's Colin Sexton. Oh yeah, just because he seems like a culture changer. You gotta try and get a first round pick. He seems like a culture changer to me. You could also get like a. I mean, you already have uh, Malik Monk, who's very good. I like Malik Monk. Very good player. Sexton. Steel. He's a steel. Backcourt is kind of scary in five years. Actually, I could see that. I want that to happen. McCollum Lillard, kind of. Oh. Uh, not really Lillard. Well, Sexton's not Lillard, but it could be at that. They're both scorers. Bradley Beal, John Wall type of territory. That's mixed. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's actually because Sexton reminds me of John Wall. Defense, defense. He's very good defensively. He's a two. Wall and McCollum. Wall and McCollum. Yeah, sure. You put them together. (laughs) See, that trade happened down in the trade (laughs) deadline next year. But anyways, so. Moving on to the MLB. 
MLB, my friend. Obviously, you Darvish getting that big contract. Yep. Cubs. Cubs. Cubs, Cubs cubbies. Cubs. Cubbies get to do whatever they want. Is this the end for Jake Arrieta as a Cub? Oh, easily. Yeah. I think he's not in a Cleveland. I'm sorry, in a Chicago Cubs uniform. I do think the Texas Rangers sign him because. That'd be funny. Just swap. Yeah, pitches. just swapping the two. My goodness. But I literally think the writing is in the wall. Man, John Daniels doesn't want to pay that much. Good Arietta was. Good. Yeah, What's he, he 31 now? He's 31. I don't think you give him the big contract. You give something like a Darvish contract to him, like a $120 million over yeah. six seasons. You give him an opt-out clause after two years like that. So like it gives the championship window for the Rangers, keeps them a little bit open. I don't think I don't think the Rangers should sign any big free agents. Their championship window is Almost so tiny. Is the very only tiny. the only it, reason it's we open, had it for six years and we didn't show up. No, the only reason it's open is because it's baseball and anything can happen. But I mean, they anything don't. Anything can happen in baseball. Yeah, my friend. but you don't sign guys oh, off of no. that premise. But it would be very nice to I see Cole Hamels, Cole Hamels, Cole Hamels, and, yeah. and Jake Carrieta. That would be a good. It would be that's a, a nice. good baseline, but you need your prospects to develop fast. Because those guys Calhoun, are both pretty Willi, old. You need Willie Calhoun and Leody Taveras are you know number one prospect. How old's Hamels? Is he in his thirties yet? Yeah, he's thirty five or something. Oh, really? Yeah, he's in his last year of his contract before we have a team option. Yeah, so for you. Him. <laughs> See, this is like last year, and I think it's rebuilding after that. We've had a window for too long. We should have won a championship in 2011. We were the number one seed two years ago, yet somehow still got swept by the do- uh, by the Blue Man, Jays. you guys were good two years ago. <laughs> and like, that team hasn't really changed that We much. were good, but teams always said we were bad because we were always winning the close games. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I believe that one-run one run games have a lot of extreme luck. Obviously, it didn't go in our well, favor. Well, didn't they have a negative point differential? Or yeah, close we, had to a very, we had a very cl- – we had a, like a single-digit uh, – Point differential. Yeah, and positive. Yeah. And, like, was it positive? Yeah, it was positive, but it was like nine or yeah, something. Yeah, something like that. Our offense was amazing. Like, our offense is not like pitching the problem. Was, pitching it's was the bad. pitching. Because yeah. we're in a hitter's ballpark. Nobody wants to pitch for us. Hamels is good. Uh, I still cannot believe we gave up um, – what do you call it? Mitch Moreland? No. The man, the myth, the legend? No, no, no. I'm talking about the Jonathan Lucroy trade. We the gave man up with the golden bat? We gave up Luis Ortiz. Then we gave our best right-handed pitcher Stupid. prospect. Then we gave up... The Lucroy. Uh, who is our um, center, the center fielder who's, who just got traded to the Marlins? Oh. Forgot his name. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. Oh, uh, Luis, Luis Brinson. Or yep. Yeah, Brinson. Brinson was very good, and we still gave him up. That was kind of depressing. But uh, I do think what what are your World Series predictions? Uh, too soon or no? It's a bit too soon since like J D Martinez is still off the market. There's Arietta still off the market. He's yeah. That's if true. I had to go early predictions, I'd say quality pitcher still left on the market yeah. too. I'd probably say um, Red Sox mm-hmm. and Nationals. Nationals? Yeah, I, I like the Nationals. Bryce Harper's last year may potentially. And it's a contract year. Bryce Harper's about to hit 440 oh, or something he, No, crazy. he's going to hit 550 <laughs> homers this year. <laughs> Can you he's imagine? Have a 360 Bryce Harper. batting average. Harper uh, and a. Over 500 on base percentage. Harper in a contract year is going to oh be nuts. God. I can't wait for that. He's going to He was about to get the $400 million contract. And I like Scherzer's. I love Scherzer. Scherzer, Strasburg. Strasburg. Strasburg, my bad. Uh, you still? Like oh yeah, you're also getting Adam Eaton back too. Just wait, Red Sox Nationals, Red Sox and seven. The Red versus Red. Who wins the Red? Red Sox and seven. <laughs> Quick World Series prediction, Arish. Um, I think it's too early to say. I think anything can still happen in the league. I, obviously, the division winners. I can tell you that. I think that the um, obviously, you know, there's a lot of good teams this year. Yankees, Red Sox, Indians again. Uh, Astros are f- very good as well. I can keep on forgetting they won the World Series, but anyways, um, I think it's too early to say. Next month, you tell me uh, as the season gets closer. Oh, I we'll have, have a show before then. Hopefully, next week, yeah, absolutely, we will. Maybe and, on uh, Wednesday. We'll see for I you guys. I would like we'll to see. thank Mr. Parrish for letting us, uh, you know, be a part in the show, and I would like to, you know, I'll thank, thank you, Arish. Yeah, thank you, Ben. Great show today, buddy. And we hope you guys have a great day. Thank you, everybody, for listening. See ya.